0: The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington,
2: Introduction every week and still kind of amazes me. I'm thinking hey, wait a minute, that's my company. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm back here. We've got uh, Mike Seeger with me. Welcome back, Mike.
3: Hi, thanks for having me back.
2: No problem. Mike is a student at Case, Case Western and is majoring in economics, I believe. And uh, a couple of, uh, do you have a minor there? Uh, no, I don't have a minor picked up. Okay, cool. So majoring in economics. So we got a lot in common that way. And Mike is actually going to be uh helping with the Lookout for the Bull website that we are resurrecting. Actually he will be doing most of it. <laughs> <laughs> I will be uh assisting, uh doing the con- a lot of the content. Um and it's gonna be a lot of fun. So you wanna stay tuned. We'll have Mike on back uh, periodically uh, because Look Out for the Bull website. Uh it's gonna be a different website. It's you know, very positive, I think. The uh we're gonna Basically, tell you how it is. What what you're up against, which is kind of the way I like to do business. Um, it's the way I like to be treated. If I'm going to go into something, tell me what I'm up against and and be real. You know, don't uh, don't mislead the uh, because I'm a big boy, and and I can take it. The uh, so uh, what I'm really not fond of is is when people aren't upfront about things or they disclose things later on in the process. after after you've already signed up. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to try to avoid that if possible. And uh, uh, we got a seminar coming up here, and I had to do this one on a Saturday morning. I normally reserve those for the summer, but all the Thursday evenings were reserved. So what I'll be doing is uh, October 27th, so just a few days right before Halloween, we're going to meet back at the um, corporate college on the east side, 830 in the morning, Saturday morning. Um, it's going to be literally one hour. I know everybody that knows me is going, Oh yeah, right. It's only gonna be an hour, but the, uh, no, it's going to be an hour. So we're going to start at eight thirty sharp and I'm going to talk for a half an hour. And the topic is going to be, we're coming into, by the way, I didn't edit this. <laughs> I should have checked this before I approved it. Yeah. Anyway, but It sounds really weird, but coming into what has been the best six weeks of the year for the past few years and why, as that's where we're coming at that point in time, there will be a little bit over six weeks left, but, uh, actually I think starting near the end of October, it's really more like a six to eight week time period, but for the past few years, market's been doing very well. In fact, a large portion of its annual gains have been made during that time period. So I think this is a really good time to take a look at why that has played out that way and what we're trying to do uh, in order to help ourselves best capture as much of that as we can. And now that I've actually said that and put that out there, it'll probably, you know, the market will probably take a dump. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but, uh, but I don't know. Uh, I think there's some reasons for it. And I think those reasons are probably still in place. So we'll talk about that. That's going to be the uh, the topic of that particular seminar. It's going to be quick. It's going to be very quick. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, Lookout for the Bull website that is under construction and going to be released here relatively quickly. And uh, again, Mike's going to be a, a big part of that. He's actually going to be the, the biggest part of that. I'm just going to provide research and some commentary, and uh, he'll be doing the uh, the heavy lifting. <laughs> uh, so I don't know uh, what you think about that, Mike? yeah ho- hopefully
3: I, i'm excited for that uh that's what I, i'd have to say um i'm looking forward to it uh and bill is pretty great to work with
2: <laughs> oh well, that's awesome and uh um he didn't I, pay me to say that <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and that's guy was gonna i was gonna add that so anyway if you have a phone call question comment 216-901-0945 216-901-0945 and uh, mike and i were meeting this morning we we're talking about different things we talk about a lot of different stuff um I don't know that we talked about this in particular, but uh, I think that the financial planning aspect of most people's lives, uh, it's actually relatively simple. There are a lot of things that that you just can't know answers to. And I think that's a big part of the whole financial planning process is figuring out what you can know. know, Try to figure out what you can know. A lot of things you just can't know the answers to. Uh, People come for help on a lot of that. And oftentimes it comes down to, well, you just have to do your best, uh, effort, give your best effort to come up with an estimate. That's what you've got to do. And you're going through, you're telling me, I think it's really fascinating that you're, uh, taking uh econ courses. I haven't opened an open economics book probably, I don't know, since a few years after I uh, left college. So I'm sure they've changed a lot, uh, of the things that they're doing, but, uh,
3: well, I think uh, I mean a lot of it that I'm going over right now is 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 the pretty basics demand supply, you know, how a market reacts to to price changes, stuff like that. So I think I think um I don't think they've changed much about the 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 whole the whole uh, body of economics in the past, I don't know, 20, 30 years,
2: but I'd be really interested to see what they're going to be doing uh as far as the data goes. Back when I was in school, a compact disc <laughs> was the size of a, uh, a vinyl record album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have, have you ever seen an, a oh, vinyl yeah, okay. yeah. So that was a compact disc back then in uh, Kent, which was where I was going, um, actually had a deal with Federal Reserve. They published data and, and provided it to Kent so the people from Case uh, and all the other local universities that wanted it at Ohio State, their graduate students were always coming up to our library to access that and cuz they didn't have the internet back then. So if you wanted to use that data, you had to come to us. Hmm. And uh I don't know how they got selected for that. I thought it was awesome, but the uh um and I would use it occasionally. But today, I mean that that's the part that's really fascinating because there's a um there's a big difference between correlation and causation. And I think you'll you'll probably find that a lot of uh, econ guys Confuse the two; it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's really easy to do. Correlation means when this happens, this has happened X percentage of the time. Okay, causation is if I push down on the left hand side of a, a seesaw, the right hand side is going up. <laughs> now, that could be very misleading, especially if you put it at a wall dividing the left hand side and right hand side, just giving enough a, a hole in the wall so that the uh, the joint can get through the wall and you can make that happen but if somebody got wise and cut off the left-hand side and put a small lever on there <laughs> <laughs> and then started moving it randomly <laughs> you might not be able to uh, tell it let's say you could only see the two seats so you'd see the left-hand seat sitting there on the ground and you'd see the right-hand seat going up and down <laughs> Because some smart alec decided to uh try to trick everybody.
3: There's the uh the example I've always heard to explain correlation um is that if in the summertime ice cream sales go up right. and so do sunburns. Yeah. So does ice cream cause sunburn. It's it's right. that general yeah. idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love it. Do they still use the guns and butter thing? Yes. Oh, yes man. they do. That one killed me. World War Two. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. I wasn't wasn't a really big fan of that one. (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of things in uh, Econ that I didn't like a lot, but I'm I'm really interested because now they've got so much more data. The data is better. The ability to handle and process data is a lot better. Um, But as you mentioned a little bit earlier, the basics are not going to change. The ability to track the basics has changed a lot. Uh, We've improved on that quite a bit. And uh, so I think that's uh, you know it's pretty exciting. Um, there are a lot of hedge funds out there that run macro, microeconomic uh, analysis and are actually using it to manage money. They've been doing that for a long time. Most of the time, it hasn't worked very well. I wouldn't um, think so.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: uh, but uh, you know they are making strides in that area. So I think that's pretty cool. And that's where the uh, when you think about the basic logic. Um, behind investing you know um, the basic logic really hasn't changed a lot how you execute that logic has changed so the basic logic is if it's stock's sales and profits are rising if the company's prospering eventually its share price goes up well that hasn't changed at the uh the speed at which they go up has changed a little
3: astronomically
2: <laughs> both directions yes and and actually, the the choppiness, um how much a stock will fluctuate within a range, has really fluct- has changed. Uh, I mean, a lot. So that portion uh, has really changed. But there are still some basic things that you can do to help yourself deal with that. You know, if you're an investor, you've you've got to deal with it. So how do you do that? That's what the lookout for the bull. That's why that's why you're here. Uh, and uh, we're going to have a a methodology or a uh, I I said I was going to use that word <laughs> but then I said checklist. Yes, we're going to have a checklist. You're going to use a checklist to help you and it's all based on fundamental logic stuff that's really simple. And anybody can do this, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to caution you. I'm not going to we're, we're not going to promise to make people rich overnight. Um don't want to do that. Investing can be hard. At some point in time it will be. Other and other times it seems easy, you know, and uh, you need to enjoy those times. Remember those times, because when you're going through the hard times, you can think back to those, <laughs> you know, sooner or later that those conditions reappear. You don't know when. And I think that's a big part of the problem. And kind of like, you know, the Browns were so bad for so long. And all of a sudden, this quarterback comes in, starts looking pretty good. And, and by the way, the quarterback looks good because the receivers and offensive line are playing really well. <laughs> so uh, they're all looking good. That, is that going to stay that way? You don't know. You hope. Uh, looks like they might have things on track. And investing is very similar. It always uh, it always amazed me how similar the stock market was to real life. You have a lot of things that are eh, you know, okay, you know. And, it's okay. You, you get by. And then occasionally you'll have, wow, that was really good. And then occasionally you're really scared. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I think that that's one of the reasons that people will always need, people like us, uh, as really coaches, you know, to say, hey, yeah, this is normal. You know, This is absolutely normal. As if you're not like you are, you're starting to study uh, much earlier. You know, I majored in economics. I didn't really put, I had 24 credit hours, semester credit hours of finance. The uh, And it didn't really help that much because I didn't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at this stuff and basically I'm, I'm just sitting in the classes and you're memorizing it because you have to pass the test. So there was really not much of a real-world application. And I think if you're going to learn something really well, a real-world application is a great way to do it. I've always said experience is a great teacher. And I used to say especially if it's someone else's. Hmm. If, if someone else can go and blaze the trail and you can learn from that, it's a lot easier than you having to blaze the trail because, you know, the pioneers were the ones with the arrows in their backs. <laughs> but, the, uh, but in some cases, it's actually necessary to go through a lot of that. And I think with a, a website like that, that, that's what we're really going to try and do is help people uh, that are trying to make it through that. Even if all you do is gain an understanding of what it's like, of what the stock market's like, I think that's that's a big benefit because you're going to be participating in it more than likely uh, if you're the, an average U.S. citizen to be able to reach your retirement goals, um, to be able to reach your goals at a 3.5% taxable interest rate that you could get on a senior bank loan uh, fund right now, which is one of the safer, quote-unquote safer, uh it still fluctuates, just not as much as other funds do. But um if you're looking at treasuries, if you're looking at CDs, you know, five year CDs now, I think uh I was looking at the the rates a little over a week ago, it's about three point five if uh, through the you know, through Fidelity if you use go to the secondary market. Never mind if you don't know what that means. A three and a half percent C D on a million dollars gives you thirty five thousand bucks. Okay. On a million dollars. Right. And that's taxable. <laughs> okay, so you're probably going to have somewhere around $28,000 uh, a year. Very difficult to live on $28,000. And you got to have a million bucks. So if you think about that, you're probably going to have to invest outside of CDs if you want to have more than you know, $28,000 or so <laughs> to live on when you retire. So it's not an optional Thing. back when interest rates you know back in the when I was in high school, interest rates on a money market were 18 hmm. percent You could get a money market fund that was buying short-term government treasuries and get 18 percent that that was unbelievable That's only happened one time by the way that's that's incredible. it really is. Uh, people were buying houses they were paying as much as 22 percent interest 22 hmm. percent do you realize? over a three-year time period, when you're paying 22% interest, you've paid almost the entire cost of the house. (laughs) That's rough. (laughs) Yeah, that is super rough. And those days are gone. Interest rates are probably going to remain relatively low for a very long time because we are much more sophisticated uh, thanks to people that study economics than we were in the past. And to raise interest rates to that level with the level of debt that the country has today, Probably not going to happen. Probably not going to (laughs) happen. Probably. (laughs) Right. (laughs) When you have 12 or 13 trillion dollars of interest bearing debt and you start raising interest rates, when you go up 1%, okay, that's an extra 120 to 130 billion dollars that you are volunteering to pay out of the goodness of your heart because you're the one that gets to determine. Your own interest rate. Hmm. The U.S. government determines its own interest rates or the Fed does the, uh, and if they raise them by one, 1%, you're talking 120 to $130 billion. Now I used to say that's never going to happen. Now I'm not so sure. I, I don't know that these guys are intelligent enough to avoid that. Yeah, we need to raise interest rates. Why? Well, cuz I need to make more money. Well, why do you need to make more money? Cuz I'm a billionaire. <laughs> I can't get by a 1%. Okay. <laughs> so, if you raise interest rates 1%, okay. If we raise them to 3%, if we raise them by 3 full percentage points, now you're talking about 360. That will be the third largest item behind the military and Medicare. <laughs> That'll be the third largest item budget item. For the U.S. federal budget would be the interest on the debt. And I don't you know, I wouldn't put it completely out of question, but it doesn't make sense, especially if the government has control over that and they understand that this is going to cost them a lot of money. I I hear uh, music starting. I guess we got to take a commercial break. You're listening to Bill Bullington and Mike Seager right here on 1420 The Answer. We'll be back after these messages.
0: Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town Hall Review, brought to you in
1: partnership with uh, Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. The week began with a predictable second accuser of Judge Kavanaugh.
0: I think it is uh, a shocking dereliction of elementary journalistic practice to have published this story at all.
1: Did Democrats overplay their hand? There's no presumption of innocence. The constitutional lawyer breaks down the mess. You know, we are living in a world of radical polarization. And we'll examine journalism
0: 2018. There was once a time where this was not an acceptable standard, where you could not have an anonymous source just say, go to town on this guy, don't worry, I won't let anyone know who said it.
1: Join us for our program, visit our website at townhallreview.com. Saturday at
0: 5 a.m. and Sunday at 4 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. starting to understand why winning the White House was so crucial. President Trump has a second chance to place a constitutional scholar on the Supreme Court. Instead of a devastating shift to the left on the high court, we have a chance to protect Americans against the liberals' disastrous plan for years to come. You can criticize Trump all you want, but this would never have happened if you hadn't put him in the White House. If you want to know why, keep it right here. AM 1420, The Answer.
4: From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing, thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's car donation program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today
5: do you ever find yourself saying i I need need a vacation 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 fixation can help at vacation fixation we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to mexico the caribbean and disney vacations why choose us our clients book through vacation fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation.
2: We're back listening to Bill Bullington and Michael Seeger here right on 1420 The Answer. By the way, this show is carried as a podcast on 955thefish.com. So if you miss it here and you want to pick it up there, you can always do that. Or you can go to BullingtonCapital.com and uh, also listen to it there while you sign up for the upcoming seminar, which is the title. This is a long title. You know what? I think I may have scribbled this down and I I didn't expect them to put it in without editing it. (laughs) But it says, coming into what has been the best six weeks of the year for the past few years and why. Okay, So we're coming up to the time of year over the past few years. This has been it. I mean, this has been where a huge percentage of the gains for the entire year has been made from now until the end of the year, uh, which is a little bit more than that. Actually, uh, yeah. Yeah. What am I saying? September has typically been pretty rough. Actually, it started off rough. August and September have been the two roughest months, and then they were followed by a big surge. So interesting. It should be a lot of fun. It should be a good time to be looking at a lot of the things that that we're going to be doing. And uh, this is where when you're looking to make investments you're going to be wanting to look at things like the Lookout for the Bull list that we'll be publishing. We're actually going to be putting that up um, on a daily basis. It's really easy. Um, it's easy to do that for us because it's just a list, and we'll show you how to set it up if you want to do it on your own. Um, we'll put a little video together that, that shows them how to do that. But it would be cheaper to get through us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but if you wanted to play around with it and do other things, uh, experiment yourself, then you'd want to subscribe to the other software and get ready to give up your other hobbies. Cause you're going to be spending all your time doing this. <laughs> it is fun. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but it is fun. And uh, you go to my website to sign up for that online. Uh, this is actually going to be a Saturday morning. It is going to be relatively short. I know I can hear all the people groaning that, uh, you know, have heard that I promise we're not starting till eight thirty. I have to be here in the studio by 1045. So, <laughs> and we're going from the west side to the east side. That's where I'm, I'll be traveling from. And uh, anyway, so you can sign up for that online. It's October 27th. There's some pretty cool stuff. And um, I, we'll, we'll actually talk about a lot of this on an ongoing basis. I really don't mind giving away all the details. I uh, cut a spot on the fish and I labeled it Vital Transparency. I feel like you need to know. I don't want this to be the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> you look behind the curtain and go, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> that looks nothing like it." Okay, we don't want to do that. We want you to know. We want you to be as successful as you can possibly be in investing because it's not easy. Investing is not easy. So um, we're going to let you know everything. In fact, um, one of the things I did, I'm running this again, and I've decided to, to just focus on one particular scan in the past I had three and I would combine them together but I think the one has done a good enough job of capturing all the others that I'm going to just narrow it down to that one scan and what that scan is going to show us are those companies that are currently performing in the top 10% of all stocks that are investable uh, by funds so top 10% of all investable stocks. Now there's some other criteria that those stocks have got to meet in order to get that list. You'd want, if you want to make money in a stock right away, you want to pick a stock that's going up, not a stock that's going down, which is the total opposite of the value investors. Uh, the value investing model that I am most fond of is 180 degrees <laughs> <laughs> of this. And uh, people ask me all the time, well, how could you do both? Well, I don't know, multiple personalities? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's a balance. Yeah, it is. Uh, Ying and the Yang. The, uh, I think it might be Yin and Yang. It's, it's Yin. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I had a friend in high school. I always got, His name was Ying. <laughs> I always got that messed up, too. But anyway, so to uh, not uh, really drag this out for the rest of the entire show, Under Armour comes up. Now, I like a company, by the way, who has good underlying fundamentals, things like sales, profits, has a history of having sales and profits. I think that's a really good idea that you have a history of having sales and profits. Now, it's not that I won't invest in a company that's never had a profit because I've made a lot of money in companies before they became completely profitable. But they were generating income. They had revenue. It's just that they were spending so much money that by the time they were able to deduct that, because they got to let, write a lot of that off, okay, it took all the profits and turned them into zero okay, or turned them slightly negative, which is okay because they had enough money in their coffers to do that for a while.
3: Right, their sales were high enough.
2: Right? Yes, and, uh, and they were growing fast enough and the income from their operations was high enough that I went ahead and bought it anyway. Now, you wouldn't have to know any of that, by the way. And this is what really kills me all these years later. If you didn't know any of that, (laughs) but you just followed the rules. You just followed the rules that told you when to buy, actually tell you what to buy, when to buy it, when to sell it. And the most important thing is how much. That's actually the most important thing. Every time I say that to a novice or a rookie, they go, why is that so important? <laughs> uh And stick around, you'll find out. Just take it for granted. I said it's important. It's going to be important. We'll go over it at the seminar, why that's so important. But the amount that you put into the stock is actually the most crucial part of that whole formula. And everybody thinks it's getting the right stock at the right time. Wrong. Yeah, you won't know that. You don't know that. What you do know is that these stocks are moving right now, probably for a reason. They're moving right now. They come from a universe of stocks that you're selecting from that the mutual funds are investing in. Institutions you know are investing in these stocks. Okay, So if the institutions know something you don't, by the time you know it, it's going to be too late. So if you would take that part off of the formula which i've done i didn't put any doesn't have to have a certain amount of sales growth doesn't have to have a certain amount of profit that it's generating we're only looking at size and price we're also looking at price movement and the volume of shares that traded on the day that it made the scan that's it that that's the criteria so once we get that list now me being a creature of habit i go back and i look at what they actually do mm-hmm. <laughs> and I look at uh, whether or not they've been profitable. I look at their average profit margins. I'll typically look at profit margins of companies that are in the same industry. And uh, right now, one of the companies I like a lot is Under Armour. Well, why do I like that a lot? Um, because they've made a lot of money over their lifetime. A lot of money. In fact, the revenue over the past 12 months was over $5 billion. That, that That's pretty big. Pretty yeah, big, a lot of T-shirts. Yeah, the market cap, on the other hand, that's what the stock is selling for, is eight point six billion. That's only about uh, one point seven times their annual revenues. They took a charge against earnings. They're restructuring the company right now because uh, their net income was a minus one hundred fifty nine million. That's mm. one hundred fifty nine million is not that much as a percentage of five point three billion. Okay, so that's not a big deal. Gross profit margin was actually almost 45%, which is very good. That's extremely good. What that tells me, is if the gross profit margin was 45%, but they had losses, that means they're taking a write-off somewhere. They're shutting something down. Or they're taking a, a a write-off, and I don't know what it is yet. I don't really care. Uh, mainly, I don't care because if the stock goes down 15% from my purchase price, I'm out. So I don't really, <laughs> for me, <laughs>
3: the risk I, is, is managed. It isn't is
2: exactly. Yeah, I'm glad you put it in those terms too. We're managing the risk. We're doing the responsible thing. We're, we're managing the risk. And that's essentially when you're managing portfolios, that's what you're really doing. Whether you're using this strategy, whether you're using my favorite value strategy, uh, which are, is the total opposite of this, by the way, the, uh, you're managing risk. That's what you're really trying to do. Manage the risk in your portfolio, trying to match up the right risk with your personality. And that's a key. And there's a reason that I don't have more than uh, 10% of my uh, assets in this particular type of strategy because I don't have the kind of time it takes to do that. And it's this has higher risk than the other things that I'm doing. So in order to manage that risk so that I can sleep at night, uh, I just allocate a certain dollar amount to this. Now, I know people who do this with 100% of their money. I would not recommend that, personally, unless you've got a lot of time, or maybe if you're in your 30s, yeah, no, no sweat, because you've got enough time to make that up. If it goes badly, it starts to go poorly, uh, and you can probably take uh, a bigger hit because you have that extra time. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you're fine. You can do whatever you want. The uh, But if you're in your 50s or your 60s, you probably don't want to be doing this with all of your money, uh, and um, most of the time, when people take a look at it, it, it is fun. It's absolutely fun. I like thinking about Under Armour. I like uh, so. I'm going to go compare Under Armour to its probably biggest rival, and that's Nike. And Nike had 37 billion in revenue, more than five or six. That's huge. Nike sells for 135 billion. Which is three point seven times greater than its sales. What did I say under armor was? One point six. Yeah. So about one point six. Nike's selling at three point seven. Is Nike Nike really three times better? Yeah, it's not actually three times, but mm-hmm. uh say two and a half times, I'm running off here. Are they really that much? Of, I don't know. I don't I have Adidas on right now. <laughs> 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 but the uh I really like the uh, Under Armour stuff. Is is Nike really that much? By the way, the gross profit margin for Nike is slightly lower than the gross profit margin on Under Armour. Mm. If you were responsible for making your company grow, would you rather have to grow thirty seven billion in in sales or five or six billion in sales? Probably Probably, five or six. Probably five or six. (laughs) So these are all the thoughts that go through my mind. By the way, that went through my mind when I was thinking about it in about 20 seconds because I've been doing this for 30 years. (laughs) Actually, I didn't learn this until, oh man, I was almost almost 10 years in Hmm. the business. Uh, Back then, there were so many taboos over people that would do stuff like this. Uh, It was mind-boggling. I mean, they, they really discouraged me I'm trying to do this. They really, they, and they kept me from doing it for a long time. But I started seeing people like Richard Dryhouse who had a phenomenal track record. I was reading Peter Lynch, phenomenal track record. Those guys were using stuff like this. And I'm going wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you guys uh, can put a track record together. That's like theirs. Then maybe I should start doing some of these things. And, and it's fun. It's actually very fun. And uh, I think uh, you'll probably, when uh, you get further into it, you'll probably get a kick out of it. And I don't, you know, I I just don't trade uh, enough or invest enough in this particular type of of, uh, portfolio to risk my livelihood. if, If I lost all the money in this, which the chances of me doing that are not as good the chances are not as good as the Browns going undefeated the rest of the season (laughs) because of the way that I'm doing it. You know, it would be incredibly difficult and that's, that's what you got to do. You have to learn how to make this really hard, not to lose a lot of money. And that's all risk control. You're controlling the risk. You're doing the right things. You're stepping up to the plate and saying, Hey, I'm going to push my ego aside. (laughs) Sometimes that's hard to do for a lot of people. The, uh, the, and, and if you have problems with with ego, uh, then I think you should learn this because it'll help you get that under Manage control. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but the, uh, so anyway, that's what went through my mind when I saw under armor. I'm going, Hey, the, uh, I see a lot of potential there. Incidentally, if you look at, uh, under Armour's um, you know, highest ever price, which wasn't even that long ago. And so that's amazing how, uh, things can change so quickly back in 2015, actually September 30th. That's amazing. That came up at that time. Hmm. 2015 was its peak at $52 to $21 today. It was at $52 three years ago. Wow. It's a $21 today. So I'm going, Hmm, it's already been there. Uh, anyway, that would just be one of the examples of a company that would come up on our scans. And when we get this going, since I've got you there, the uh, I'm gonna shoot you a text. You can post it, the uh, put it up on the uh, the website. It mm-hmm. won't be complicated. I w- it'll be a fraction of the time that I just took to explain. <laughs> <laughs> to explain that, it'll be something like Under Armour looks good. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one that I really like a lot. It's a company called future fuel and the symbol is FF and just go to their website. Uh, It's got a price to sales ratio of 2.6, which is kind of uh, it's not super low. It's right around average for the uh, S and P 500 right now. Um, Maybe slightly above that, but the revenue, Oh man, we're gonna have to wait until after the commercial break. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Mike Seager and Bill Bullington right here on 1420 The Answer. Stay tuned because we'll be right back. We will make to be courageous.
0: We will make to be courageous. We were warriors on the front lines.
6: Standing- Bob Vila here with my home improvement tip of the day. How much snow on the roof is too much? That depends a lot on the way your roof was constructed. Steep and smooth roofs tend to shed snow easily, while roofs that are only slightly pitched or flat tend to collect big drifts. Another important factor is the weight of the snow. Removing a heavy snow load can be tricky. If you have a multi-story house, you'd best not be climbing up and down icy, cold ladders to dizzying heights. Better to leave that to licensed, insured pros who have the right equipment to get the job done right. On the other hand, if you have a single-story home, you can use a long, telescoping snow rake to pull snow off the roof. One caution, though. Rakes that come into contact with shingles can do a lot of damage, so look for sturdy models with small rollers that keep the edge of the rake away from the shingles. Finally, before you start pulling snow off the roof, put some thought into where the snow's going to land. You don't want to damage your plants. Get more info at BobVila.com and right here at home with me, Bob Vila.
4: Let's simplify window shopping. How does this sound? Eight quality windows for your home from $58 a month from a name that you can trust for 58 years. This is Len for Empire Window Company. 855-76-Empire. You know, you deserve a great product at a fair price from a local company with an excellent reputation. That's Empire Window Company. Enhance the beauty and value of your home with a variety of custom and designer windows, siding, and doors. 855-76-Empire. Thinking about vinyl siding? Try 35% off and free gutters with your siding project. And here's an idea. What about a fun and easy way to see what replacement windows and new siding would look like on your home before you buy? Just check out Empire's online windows and siding design center. You can change the style and color with just a click of a finger. EmpireWindowCompany.com A local company in business for 58 years? That's a lot of satisfied customers. Empire Window Company 855-76-EMPIRE
1: temperatures are starting to drop and you know what that means old man winter is coming soon it's time to take a look at those windows doors and other problem areas of your home before it's too late now is the time to call joyce factory direct cleveland's family-owned window manufacturer and remodeler to have one of their experts meet you for advice and on the spot pricing Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features state-of-the-art technology like Thermacore composite reinforcements and their exclusive SmartShield high-performance glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy-efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers love how much warmer their house is and how easy the windows operate and clean. Every window is made specifically for your home and installed by factory experts. Let Joyce Factory Direct improve your home now before it's damp and cold. Call to schedule a free appointment, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Looking for a great way to save on taxes? Look no more. Just call Our Lady of the Wayside at 1-800-368-6262 and ask about their car donation program. It's simple and it works for everyone involved. You donate your ride, you write off the selling price, and the money goes to help the physically and mentally challenged citizens served by Our Lady of the Wayside. The number to call, 1-800-368-6262.
5: Will you want more so. Ride to
2: our Lady on the and we're back. Hey, listen, if you have the, a phone call, question, or comment, you can always reach us, 216 945 Go to my website, BullingtonCapital.com. Uh, people ask me a lot of times, what do you do? I would say our uh, specialty is really retirement income planning. That's what we do. We try to structure portfolios to help you uh keep up with inflation during retirement. That's really hard to do. We're going to try to keep up with inflation so that you can avoid running out of money if you live into your 90s. That's basically what we're uh, you know, kind of focused on. And a, a large part of that is investing. It would be great, you know, if you could get go back and get those 18% Interest rates from a money market account hmm. probably is not happening uh, anytime real soon. And realistically, you're probably going to have to have a fairly significant portion of your assets invested in stocks of some w- in some way, shape, or form. Uh, stuff that we've been talking about on today's program is really just for a small portion of your assets. It's the portion that I find is the most fun because I really like it. But most of your money should be in stuff that's uh, uh, clearly defined. You know, we've got several dividend models that we use, several different uh, ETF models. we have got the Bullington Capital Value model. We'll talk a little bit about that on that seminar that's coming up. And again, I forgot where it was. It's a Saturday morning, oh, October twenty seventh, eight thirty. It's only going to go for an hour, literally. Uh, we're going to go for an hour. I'm only going to talk for 30 minutes. That get, it means I have three topics. I have 10 minutes each topic, and then I'm going to open up for questions. And uh, I have to scoot because i got to come back to the radio station and do this show. So it should be a lot of fun. There's no cost to attend. Seating is limited. And uh, we'll have a continental breakfast out there. should be a good time. So feel free to uh, sign up for that online. But kind of back to what I was talking about, You know, we're going to take a look at what you need to do as an individual to try to keep up with inflation and be able to take income out of your investments during retirement. And I really feel like the retirement should be the primary goal that most people have in their lives. That should be the primary financial goal. The reason I focus on that is it's very important. Oftentimes people come in and they want to know, you know, how to fund their kids college. And when you look at the cost of college, that's a major feat. To save adequately for your retirement and your kid's college is a major task. Now, we can try to help you with that. I'm going to tell you that those are major tasks. You start having a bunch of girls like I did and start paying for weddings. You're going, wow, <laughs> um, I might just keep working <laughs> and I probably will. Yeah, but anyway, so that, that's kind of the focus because I feel like it's, it's so important. Uh, and anyway, you can call us, 216 945 I see somebody has uh, called in. Don't know who they are yet. Still getting the uh, name there, but um you can always reach me in the office, too. So here we go. The uh, Larry, you're on the Bulletin Capital Report.
7: Morning, Bill. How you doing? Hello, Mike. How you doing, too? Good. How are you? Oh, It's good. All right. Fine. Good to hear you again, by the way. Uh, you going to be getting bumped by the football again uh, regularly here now?
2: Um, I don't think we're getting bumped again this year. We get bumped okay. typically once a year.
7: All right. all right, right. Mr. You know, uh, okay. I was just looking at that future fuel here at, uh, 19 bucks. And let's see, where's the back in, uh, March of 14, it was up at $22. These little, these little bottle rockets take my breath away. You know, yeah. I, um, <laughs> I, get, I get, I get nervous, you know, you know?
2: Yeah. That's when you need a checklist.
7: Uh-huh.
2: If if you got the checklist, you're not nervous anymore. Right? All
7: right. Okay. All right. Well, yep. uh, if you say so. I was just wondering some of your those old favorites. Are you still keeping the faith on uh, J C Penny? They lost the what was it the CFO this past week or whatever? Do uh, you think there's anything there, or is that just a dead <laughs> horse?
2: I just I don't know. You know, I really hope that they can uh, turn things around there. I uh-huh. I did increase my position in the last two weeks. I uh, increased uh-huh. it by a lot. But if you All know right. me, you know that I don't put enough money into any one stock that's ever going to really, even if it went to zero, if they go into bankruptcy, right. that's, it's not going to have right. an impact on my lifestyle. So, right. but I All did, right. I, I bought three times as much stock, by the way, because it wow. brought yeah it bought my brought my cost basis down enormously. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see. Okay.
7: And, uh, what about... Uh... Uh, that other champion, uh, Rite Aid, is is it stupid cheap again? Is there any value there? Uh, um,
2: well, it might be valued. Now that was one of the ones that came up on the sh- the scans for the Lookout for the Bull website when I was doing uh-huh. that the last time, and I put uh-huh. a trail, I put a trailing stop on there and uh, and did extremely extremely well. I see. but right. you right. know, if I look okay. at it from a uh, yeah, from a revenue standpoint, the revenues were down big time. I don't know if that's because they sold off some divisions or shut them down. Uh, okay. When they do that, they're generally taking charges against earnings, so they're uh, going to experience losses. The gross profit margin is still around 21%, which is not bad for that industry. Uh, but the market cap or the market value of the stock is $1.3 billion versus $21 billion in revenue. So it's it's really, really cheap. It's actually just slightly above... Where I had purchased that stock when I talked about it, it was right around a buck right. when I bought it, and uh, I got stopped out somewhere around five or six dollars. And then, if I think uh, mm-hmm. I can think clearly, but right,
7: right, okay. How about uh, one more of that um, old favorite rail? Are you still there?
2: Yeah, I still have that one, and uh, okay. I don't know what's going to happen there, but uh-huh. uh, you know the valuation on it. It's still really cheap. I keep mm-hmm. thinking at some point in time, maybe you know right, who knows, right. but. You never know.
7: Speaking, speaking of, us looking at another old uh, favorite there, good old um, uh, Big Five sporting goods or whatever. Tell you what, I like it a lot more at 5 bucks than at uh, 9 bucks. you know. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, that came well. up on a, a momentum scan, and, the, and you bring up a really important point here. A lot of people buy this stuff and just hold on to it. That's not a good idea.
7: Right. When you right.
2: hear me say that that comes up on a scan, yeah, I'm using a trailing stop on there. Okay. So. I won't be in those stocks. I do not buy and hold stuff uh, unless it is uh, unless I'm telling you this is a long term investment. This did not come up on my momentum screens. Those are mm-hmm. two entirely different strategies. Okay. And people confuse that a lot. By the way, you can get in real big trouble doing that. And that is not a okay. good. Okay. Right.
7: Okay. Um. Looking forward to the uh, new website if it comes up. Are you uh, still considering names? How about uh, Taurus Tales? Taurus <laughs> Tales.
2: Yeah,
5: that spell sounds... That, yeah.
7: Spell, spell that either T-A-I-L-S or T-A-L-E-S, or whatever you want.
5: Yeah, I uh, like that.
7: If that, you don't like it, pitch it, forget yeah, it. You no, know? Sounds it was, good. It was It was just a thought, you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, well, yeah, I appreciate it, Larry. Thanks for calling. Thanks for being a listener, too. Thanks really a lot. Appreciate Take it. Take care. Oh, my. Bye-bye. And that's one of the things, Mike, that uh, you're going to find out. Um, You have to repeat things a lot because people are listening on the radio. Uh, They're typically not taking notes. right? And when we talk about a various style or strategy, uh, the vast majority of people who are above the age of 50, uh, I'm included in that group, by the way, uh, when you're above the age of 50, they have a tendency to want you to be one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't really uh, i and I don't know what's happening there i I think as, as the older you get, the harder it is to open up uh and oftentimes your mind starts to shut down a little bit, and uh, I always feared that when I was younger because I was seeing it happen in, in a lot of the, the clients that I had uh and uh I still see it, and I just accept it as a part of aging, so it can be pretty tough. you have to be try to be really clear and saying, hey, this is one of the stocks where you would actually use a trailing stop on it. Here's another stock that I probably wouldn't do that. If this stock actually dropped, I would end up probably adding to my position. Uh, Discover financial services like that, rails like that. I've picked up a bunch of rail. Um, That stock's been as high as 17 since I've owned it. It It's been as low as nine since I've owned it. I think my average cost base is somewhere around 12 or 13 bucks. I don't care. I don't even know where it is now. It's at 16.
3: Well, I'll say to that, um, that's that's also very true about people my age, because okay. <laughs> it, one of one of the, the most glaring flaws in, in people that are, you know, 20s, 30s, they're very impatient. So if you're going to tell them, here's uh, two different strategies, or here's how you would do three different ways to, to, to you know, work with your money, then give me one, give me the best one, do it, go, go, right. go, I got things to do. So I think uh, that's probably just more of a human flaw. Oh, than, well, that that's good to know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll just chalk that up to the human flawed category. There are <laughs> lots of those. So no, it, it, it is hard. It took me a long time. I started off by looking at things like sales, profit, margins, you know, what's the book value, uh, ratio analysis, trying to estimate what you thought a company was actually worth. That's good. That's fine. Very difficult. It, it requires an extreme amount of patience, So, which is why I learned the trend-following approach. Uh, And you can actually put those together uh, when a company, that's what I would consider Under Armour at a price to sales ratio, the way it is. Now I know I am not the only person on the planet. I I know people that acquire businesses uh, professionally, private equity firms, they go out and buy a business. I know they will not get that for that price. So if they come into the market and try to buy that company, they're going to pay a lot more than it's currently selling for. Uh, at least that's my opinion. And we always have to state that that's our opinion when we state something like that because it's not a fact. That's just how I feel about it, having watched this over the years. When you look at a, a stock like Nike, how high it's been, and Nike, somebody was uh, laughing about it because I guess it's uh, share price. I, I haven't watched Nike in a really long time because Nike hasn't been cheap in a really long time. Hey, the music is here. That means our show is over. <laughs> Well, anyway, thanks a lot for coming again, Mike. Oh, yeah, no problem. Appreciate you having me here. That's uh, Mike Seeger. He's going to be running the Lookout for the Bull website. I'm Bill Bullington here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420 The Answer. Have a good week, everybody. Good luck and good investing.
0: You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report.
2: of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional.
0: The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group